This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Branson, and with me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Joe Peterson and Ryan Steiskel. How's it going tonight, guys? Pretty good. Yeah, about the same. It's I, not I, like I, uh, I, I, I've been I was... up for hours recording. For right. Her. And you know, we've, we've been up for hours <laughs> recording episodes and just shooting the shit, and... And mainly shooting the shit. Mainly shooting the shit. But we yeah, it's, more it's of that been a couple weeks. Working, it's but, been a couple weeks. Yeah. You know. So you're gonna get some but, uh, shorties this I, these I, couple weeks. And I and I promise <laughs> that I'll keep this brief. But I did have a, a unapologetic old man gripe that I wanted to share with you. Oh yes. Again. Okay. So. Oh yeah, this is a new so, one because like I said I forgot because that's what old men do. So. <laughs> makes you wonder if it's a new this, one. This weekend. Um, we were out with the kids, and we went to a, an actual in-store Barnes & Noble. Remember those? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes, yeah, there, I love those. We found one, and we went in there, and my daughter loves to read. It's awesome. Like, she bought a bunch of books, like, and she, she'll read 100, 150 pages a day, which, you know, she's 12. That's amazing. I'm surprised. Wow. It's cool. Yeah. And there's a Starbucks in there, right? Because that was the whole thing with Barnes & Noble. You could coffee and you could read the books and this is what we did for dates in the 90s and that's why I didn't date a lot. So, um, <laughs> I get a coffee. Lisa goes up, my daughter goes up and she gets, you know, the I want a mocha frappa blob, whatever thing. Big iced coffee thing. My wife gets something and I'm like, yeah, get me like a tall Americano. Right. Now, if yeah. I just said that, and you know, if you don't coffee, and if I said I want a tall or a large or a small, whatever fuck size, Americano, how would that come? How would that arrive to you? That should just arrive as a, a watered down espresso because that's what an Americano what, is. What, like what what temperature of water? Oh, like hot. Really hot! That's a hot drink. Yeah, I get an iced Americano, and this is yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Preclude. This isn't even first just an world problems. This is like first a, like, world problems. I was going to say, totally. this is like this upper is middle class Andy, white woman Andy Rooney fucking quality It's here. totally getting there because my point <laughs> is, I get it. You like iced coffee? It's got its place. It's great. I don't I have no problem with iced coffee. My pro, my problem is, when did that become the default? Yeah, it should. No. Yeah. I, Am I alone I'm not in against this? the concept of iced coffee. <laughs> I don't really drink a lot of it, but yeah, you're right. I don't. That's not not the default. Not the default. Yeah. If I said, let me have a coffee, and you hand me a thing with ice in it, I'm going to go, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and if you don't mention iced while you're ordering it, then it should be assumed you you want, you know, coffee, which is a hot and, and, beverage. And, and like... I think there's a logical reason for that. That's because to make coffee, you get the water hot. And I'm like, oh, what about cold brew? No. If you're making coffee, it starts out with getting water hot, right? Right. And then to cool it down, to evaporate it, to make cold brew or whatever the hell, right? Hot water first. <laughs> That yeah. should be the default, logically. I was, you know, I, I looked at my daughter and I was like, 
I love you, but your generation has ruined coffee. <laughs> you, you, well, actually, it was our generation who did the iced coffee. But anyway. Yeah, it was. Um, but making it default. It wasn't me personally, but yes, it was our generation. So, I but will making say. Making it default, that's too much. I will say I, I like how we're in a crunch time period here, and <laughs> we spent four minutes on this fucking story. Yes, <laughs> this was. But that, you, this was worth it. I think. Like this I, I, Thank you. I appreciate that. But, out of yeah, all, no. out of the two and a half hours of us talking, Joe decided this is the one. This is the conversation that needed to be. No, no, no. This has to be on the recording. I meant to bring it up earlier. I forgot. <laughs> We were talking about such other interesting things. I forgot to bring this, it up. But you I, know. I, when this happened, I went, I'm going to bring this up on the podcast. This is a <laughs> I want to get the guy's stuff, perspective. Yeah. Generational. They, yeah. The, I, 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 I drink a lot of coffee, just regular you know, black coffee throughout the day. And when did cold become the default? I, you know, when did I miss that meeting? It didn't. It, it should not have. But <laughs> apparently, and this is not the first time. First time I thought fluke. I didn't know this he was going to go back on the rant. I thought <laughs> <laughs> we have uh. to do derail him, Eric. It's you and me I, now. Okay. okay, yeah, we do have a. <laughs> he movie is stuck right. in time. I'm done. Here, Thank you for your input on it. I'm done. Okay, what are we okay. talking about? Well, hopefully <laughs> you've had first your coffee. First sign of Alzheimer's. I'm just going to say it. Your hot coffee, because we're we got we do have to stay up and talk about a movie. Uh, tonight it's going to be the second in our yeah on unsung 80s uh, sci-fi comedy classics and this is uh, 1987's Inner Space Test pilot Tuck Pendleton wants to make history Supermarket clerk Jack Putter needs a vacation Jack, Sir, I'm Jack sorry. you're late that's not good you know it's coupon day Lieutenant Pendleton is about to be miniaturized Placed into this needle and then injected into this rabbit. Rock and roll. But something went wrong. And Tuck's about to get a new destination. <gasps> Inside Jack Putter. I'm in a man. Hello, can you hear me? I'm possessed! Now, Jack's got twice the problems. How you doing, Jack? But he's double the man. I am. <laughs> With Tuck on his side. Kick him counts. <laughs> in his gut. <laughs> and on his case. You're not gonna back groceries all your life, are you, Jack? And only 24 hours left for Jack to get out of danger. So that Tuck can get out of Jack. <laughs> Dennis Quaid, Martin Short. Give yourself a shot of adventure. Inner space. Directed by Joe Dante, produced by none other than Steven Spielberg through his Amblin Entertainment uh, label, whatever <laughs> studios. <laughs> Terrible. We named drop can't, ten. Can't on even the last talk episode. anymore. So we did, yeah. Um, starring Dennis Quaid, Martin Short, Meg Ryan, big cast, obviously. Um, Picardo, Robert. Yeah, Picardo. Robert Picardo. You can't have a Joe Dante movie without Robert Picardo. Yeah, that's right. Well, and Dick Miller, who also has a, sl- a very small appearance, but yeah, always shows up in Joe Dante's mm-hmm. movies as well. So, um, yeah, let me get you a quick synopsis from the back of the uh, DVD box. Jack Putter feels funny today. Nothing new to this 25, 25 hour a day hypochondriac. What's new is that Jack hears something. <laughs> I'm possessed, he cries, and you're about to be possessed by laughter. 
This is a good. This is a good uh, back of the box. I'm glad oh, I did wow. this. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> Gremlins executive <laughs> producer Steven Spielberg and director Joe Dante again rev their imaginations into overdrive for this comic adventure that won a 1987 Best Visual Effects Academy Award. The voice Jack hears is that of hotshot Navy pilot Tuck Pendleton. Su- subject of a secret miniaturization project gone awry and accidentally injected into Jack, and before frazzled Jack can say, I've got you under my skin, his unlikely partner propels him into the craziest ex- escapade of his life. Well, that is a terrible description of the movie. Uh, I should definitely screen these things before I read them, but it's part of the fun, I think. I don't think but, uh, you should. Okay. <laughs> um, I think you should in just other words, dive in. In other words, it's Top Gun meets Fantastic Voyage. Yeah, essentially, yeah. yes. But um, with an alcoholic behind the wheel. Yeah, we got an, a yeah. damaged alcoholic uh, yeah, Navy pilot. In uh, Dennis Quaid's character, Tuck Pendleton. So really, if you were going to give this a modern comparison, it wouldn't be Top Gun meets uh, Fantastic Voyage. It would be like Fast and the Furious meets Ant-Man. Okay. Or that one episode of Magic School Bus. (laughs) (laughs) It's Why are we in Arnold's colon? (laughs) Or what's her name? Ms. Frizzle or whatever hits the bottle too hard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bit frizzled herself. Um, yeah. God, Kids, do you this, know what PCP is? I'm, I'm glad we revisited this one because you know last week when you know we we talked about uh, my science project and it was like this. I vaguely remember it. I have a. I remember seeing this one more, but it had been a very long time. Yeah. Same. This was one of those things where I didn't actually see the entire movie. I just saw bits and pieces on cable television. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is a movie I have some very strong like memories of, but my memories were not like the actual plot of the film or what was actually going on in it. It was more like some images of the like special effects from inside the body and the small craft and stuff. I totally remember that stuff. But like the actual what this movie was about did not seem familiar to me whatsoever. So I wonder if I never like saw it all in its entirety. Uh yeah. It certainly is a familiar movie to me. Like, I remembered the cast, I remembered the premise, I remembered, like, a lot of stuff about it, but, like, when I sat down and, like, watched it all in its entirety, this time around, it's like, wow, this is not the movie I remember at all. Well, like, <laughs> there, there's the scene when Dennis Quaid, from inside Martin Short... Well, you know what? Before I go into there, I'll let you do a, a quick synopsis. Um, I mean, well, no, you already started off with Dennis did, Quaid is inside right? Martin yeah. Short, and that's right. already an image. Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, yeah. All right. So the the brief, I guess, to Quaid really did that synopsis doesn't really not. work like the one. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> Dennis Quaid is a pilot, and he's in this ship. They shrink it down, and he's meant to get injected into a rabbit. He somehow gets into Martin Short because you know that always happens in his ass. And he gets injected in Martin yeah, Short's he, uh, ass. Yeah, he's meant to go into a rabbit. He ends up going up Martin Short's ass. That always happens, and and you know hilarity ensues. But then there's this whole espionage thing where there's another company trying to steal the chip that does the shrinking and bring back to normal size thing um, going after him as well. But there's the scene when from inside Martin Short in the pod, Dennis Quaid activates like a facial transformation scene. Where oh, we're Martin jumping Short... straight to this one. Yeah, yeah, where Martin Short <laughs> turns into Robert Picardo who is like the, not, I don't want to say a bounty hunter, but he's like the He's an he's he's like a science equipment arms type dealer who loves yeah. cowboy stuff. 
yeah, the cowboy. He's like a Spanish cowboy or something. Um, when he turns into him, I remember those effects, like the weird face stuff, you know, the, that camera work. I remember that. I remember the image of the pod inside the body and the cast, and that's about. I forgot Meg Ryan was. Yes, in it. I actually kind of did too. I, I remember Martin Short and Dennis Quaid being in it, and that's about it. And then obviously Picardo. Yeah, that's about it. And God, I think I must have been seven years old when I saw this. No, six. Yeah. I would have had to have been six, young well, because yeah, it was really seven. not familiar to me anymore. I don't think I ever saw this as even an older kid. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's I been that long. I, I think I was I was a kid as well. If not, like, a, mm, it would probably be around 11 or 12. I probably haven't seen this. And what I remember about it is the scene where he's, like, collecting alcohol in Martin Short's throat. Oh god, I'm not yeah, that was kind of a gross that. scene. I'm just leaving it like that sentence. <laughs> that was kind of a fucking there, gross scene. Like out of all the scenes in this, that was the one that was like, yeah, oh, there are some up. definite like weird, you know, we talk about like things in the '80s that just uh, seem kind of weird in modern context, and maybe that's one of them. But the uh, the protagonist, I mean, that's just mainly spit yeah. and alcohol at this point, given the actual size of the man. Also, that's not how droplets work. <laughs> No. whatever i can't go down the, there uh protagonist oh of this film being an alcoholic in the first place but then like to the that scene kind of is the is the point in the narrative where we decide that they're not going to be apologetic about it that they're just gonna be like yeah he's a fucking alcoholic and he's gonna collect some booze inside of his body and he's still gonna be drinking like that's like yeah it's uh and you can still get the job <laughs> yeah. done so and he's he's gonna end up like getting the yeah. girl at the end of the movie. It's like, yeah, well, he's uh, you know, we haven't we haven't redeemed him from any of that stupid shit he did at the beginning of the movie. So he's he's just been dr- pretty much well, tossing yeah, him back the whole time he's cruising around inside Martin Short. You know, and and this this movie started out, I think, the way it was originally written. It was meant to be more of like a serious yeah, thriller. Yeah, it I was think. apparently. And then it and then it turned into a comedy. But I love how unapologetic the movie is from the beginning. From the very beginning, when you first meet, you know, Lieutenant Tuck Pendleton. The name screams, I'm an asshole. You know, there is no hiding it. I mean, and he's getting, he's he's drunk getting into fights in the first scene of the movie. But he's still going to be the hero. So it's like, Hey, we're going to strap this guy into a pod and shrink him down, and he's going to get injected into Martin Short's ass. You better yeah. strap him, too. <laughs> it's basically like telling you... Because we're like, going to start it out. I'm sorry, did yeah. he say strap in yeah. or strap on? The premise strap of this on. movie yeah. is... Okay, Her Martin Short's is, ass. ...is dumb, it and it's fun. It's just big, dumb fun, and you better be on board for that, or else this isn't your movie, so... Yeah. Yeah. But the effects, I, I was amazed at one, yeah, one Academy Award for Best Special Effects. And some of those scenes they do are, for its time especially, I, from inside the body, are really cool. some stuff here that still those. holds up as being pretty cool. Like, that that's, out of anything that this film did that was impressive, I think the special effects are um, definitely the thing that kind of sticks. And I think it's uh, Rob Batane that um, did the uh, practicals for this, who... Obviously, Joe Dante has worked with mm-hmm. before in The Howling, and uh, uh, Batane, Batane did the uh, effects with, for John Carpenter's film The Thing, which we brought up last week as well because of Richard Moser. But <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, there's like six degrees of separation of see, the thing. See, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, connecting with our whole science movie theme, what about the science? Which, you know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> don't no, don't, don't even fuck this one. But, no. It's, it's, say, hey, it's Fantastic Voyage. It's the whole, like, ah, oh, we'll shrink things down. Like, yeah, I'm, fuck molecules, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, fuck relative, relative proportion size, whatever, and how that all works. It's fun. It's fun to think about this for some reason. This is a reoccurring thing like we like we've said before fantastic voyage interspace magic school bus i think even one of those like cat in the hat knows a lot about mm-hmm. that kind of episode who is also um, voiced by martin short you know art oh, holy <laughs> shit you're right oh my god sorry yeah i, I, I have young that. children yeah. if you can't and, it, and surprisingly so. well yeah and mike i tried to get my kids to watch because i thought that was a neat <laughs> show anyway um i i really uh, one I, one person I forgot was in this movie that I really appreciated seeing in here was also Kevin McCarthy. He oh, kind of right. plays yep. the same villain in oh, every movie, he, and I love it. He basically was the same character he plays in UHF in this movie, but um, yeah, and, he's done with know. he's done with TV. Now he's moving yeah. on to you know <laughs> miniaturization. That's the future. You're right. He plays the same character. Um, <laughs> But uh, I don't know. How do you think this one holds up, though, overall to, like, other Joe Dante movies? Because his films do have a feel to them. Like, everything from The Howling to, uh, you know, Gremlins to even Small Soldiers. You know, this one's kind of right in the middle there. Yeah, it's it's a bit more whimsical and, like, straight-out comedy than, um, I think, most of Joe Dante's films. Uh but I think his his films always kind of play in that in that realm. Um, to a let the Howling to a lesser degree. I'm thinking about things about like Explorers, Matinee. Um, yeah, I mean you you've mentioned Small Soldiers. That's kind of a dark comedy in its own way. That was a childhood um, favorite of mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So it's a, his his films always have a sense of humor about them. But I think this is probably the most on the nose movie I can think of. Um, you know, even Gremlins, although certainly a, a dark comedy is not played, st- I almost said played straight, but played as co- as comic as this. Like, he kind of just takes the gloves off and says, we're doing this crazy thing. And, uh, and, I, and I think it works for mm-hmm. the most part, as long as you're on board with the premise, which is ridiculous. I think you're, uh, you can ride this thing all the way. And it, it ends up being quite a bit of fun but yeah for for dante's movies i think this is his most his like silliest and most comic uh film and it's probably what he intended it to be tell you what this movie keeps going from one different thing to another that you don't expect which i Mm -hmm. will give it points for versus the last movie that we fucking watched where it's just like oh everything's in the last fucking 15 minutes this is like oh there's new fucking shit happening uh, yeah, which once again brings up has a question for me with like their whole like procedure. The whole the whole thing is like we're here to shrink down a man in a ship and put him inside of a rabbit, but everything goes awry. Fine. However, one hypercontract Martin Short took it way too easy getting stabbed in the ass by a random stranger and just like, huh, and then went back on the fucking elevator. Yeah, I thought uh, that too. Especially during was... an AIDS pa- pan, uh, epidemic at the time. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, about, he like, was so st- high strung about every little thing, and then he got stabbed with the needle and was like, eh, it happens. Yeah. After watching <laughs> yeah. a man get shot to death. 
um, or no, he, he, the shot shooting, I guess, took place prior, but regardless, there was a gunshot and he's like walking like casually. Um, but not just that. I want to, I just remember that part. This whole shit happens, but like the ship does so many different things. Like the whole face change in technology. I'm like, I'm sorry. Was that part of the rabbit gig? Where you yeah. turn the rabbit into Martin Short? I'm confused as why the, you needed to have that. That Love might the be segment, the point where this movie but, actually goes nuts. Like, that's... Like, it's like whatever then, gadget I can do, I'm doing. Yeah, and then by the end of it, you get, it's turned into a full-on, like, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon with these, like, overly animated villains chasing, you know, the two two of them around, or, you know, Martin Short and with, you know, tuck inside of him as this microscopic... Uh, in the microscopic craft, but, um, yeah, a whole like espionage kind of plot. Um, yeah, it's, it's a wacky movie. It's, uh, got oh, a lot and going the villains on. get turned to half size. Yes, they do. And they're, uh, when the things is like reduced to 50%. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, if, if, if 100% is microscopic, how is 50% only like now you're three feet tall? I'm like, I think there's a percentage error here. I was complimenting the special effects earlier and saying how great they were. Um, the I, I forgot, I guess, in the moment about the miniaturization scene of the villains to half size. Yeah, I did too. And that is not executed as well as uh, well most of the rest of the movie is. It's it's <laughs> pretty laughably bad, but it's hilariously bad. Yeah, yeah. I got some Austin Powers fighting mini me vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that you know the the fifty percent makes sense, right? But you know, if you had a person that's six foot tall and you did fifty percent shrinkage, then they'd be three feet tall, right? And so that makes sense. But it's just the inconsistency from one literal shot to another yeah. of what fifty percent size looks like. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. their foot is like ten percent. And the next, it's like 80. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but, I, I don't know, one thing that I do like about this movie is um, Martin Short's performance. Because yeah. this is like really peak Martin Short in film. Yeah. I mean, I think this it's one of his earlier actual films. He'd been doing, you know tv and stuff before this but I mean, he did some you know, canadian hit... sketch comedy shows and then he had a snl run snl as a, as a featured yeah. player but yeah never a cast well and then but... you know he he and and uh chevy chase and and <laughs> uh steve martin did three, three amigos, amigos just yeah. the year before yeah. this but and and i'm happy i i still love seeing martin short and stuff like i don't know if you guys have seen uh only murders in the building oh yes. i mean too yeah. it's yeah, a great it's... it's it's a good show and martin short's great and steve martin's great in it uh steve gomez is great it's it's a i do enjoy that one um but yeah this is like martin short when he's really peaking up because you start seeing him in so many things in in the late 80s and the early 90s he was kind of everywhere mm -hmm. um, you know what's yeah I was going to say, what's crazy about this film, though, is, like, like Dennis Quaid gets top villain because he's, like, technically the main character, but not really. Martin Short did everything. What did Dennis Quaid do, or even his character? He fucking sat in a box. And yeah, he sits him. in a box most of the movie, and, you know. He's a completely plays. shitty human being. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> didn't really do any character development. However, Martin Short's character totally fucking did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the end of this movie is so ridiculous. It's, it's stupidly ridiculous, but it's lovable. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, like like a cartoon. It's exactly like a cartoon. It, it, it is. It's very cartoonish. Yeah, you know where, you know, obviously everything turns out okay in the end, and but you know they realize the villains are still at large, and Martin Short is like, ah, I'm gonna go become this. Like, I'm I'm gonna go after him and and fix it. And I don't know. It it works. Yeah, it's um, fun. It's it's funny. Like it, you know. He's it it also ends the journey of Martin Jord's character in a nice place. Like he's gotten over all of his petty little he quits his it, like in the end scene, you know, he like says no to the girl that's been like kind of playing him along. He quits his grocery store mm-hmm. job, kinda of says goodbye to his life, and shoots off in a sports car to go chase down the villains and be the hero. So it's a it's a nice little ending for, for Jack Putter. Mm-hmm. Who is gonna be like how about th- how about the reveal that Meg Ryan was pregnant? Oh gosh, yeah. And that yeah. was that was the thing that made Dennis Quaid's character go like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm totally gonna be a better man." It's like, yeah, realistically, that's that 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 motivation to become <laughs> part of a relationship and isn't great. Right. I also think <laughs> you got ad- other issues at work. The on, entire buddy. idea of discovering she's pregnant by zooming around in her body, like, is just kind of like, e. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, that was the only purpose they had. You know, him like saliva swapped into Meg Ryan's body for a little bit, just to make that. Well, discovery. okay. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes, they swap by kissing allegedly, but I will point out that he, when he realize, like when he first turns on the machine, realizes that he's looking at a fetus, which means he's in a reproductive area. So it could have been an other kind of fluid transfer. I'm not. So the kiss, the kiss saying. maybe went a little further than we saw, is what you're saying. So, or the kisses uh, yeah. were maybe not all on the lips. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, the, yeah. the facial something. Lips. Yeah, there, 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 there are body systems, <laughs> and um, how they interact is is very specific, right? Yeah. So. I'm, like he I'm could have saying, exited from anywhere, but the entrance I'm, seems consistent. I'm not, I'm just I'm saying. not <laughs> saying that these inter inter system travel is beyond comprehension. I'm saying it's very specific avenues, and I don't think that lines up well with the timeline of considering the relative, you know, speed of the vessel. And how quickly he could get from the oral cavity into the reproductive cavity within one body. I have questions. Yeah, yeah I mean, ask Jack Butter. I mean, that's, he's going to take that secret to his grave, I think. So, <laughs> Well, you know, Just... consenting adults, good for him. Good for both of them. Hope they had fun. Um, what was that? You know, three people were involved. One was a little, you know, small at the time. Yeah, what was know. that Civil War <laughs> um, officer that uh, Christopher Walken played on Saturday Night Live? I don't remember. Like so. mm. Colonel. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I got yeah. I got another science gripe here. How many lacerations is this mini vessel fucking putting in Martin Short's body? Like, oh right oh my god I mean, he's just opening up all kinds of fucking holes and just not closing up anything <laughs> yeah just kind of like saw like i'm like five minutes this. and it's like 
Yeah, there's just like internal bleeding everywhere. Exactly. It's, it's like, like you've worst thing to do everywhere. a hypochondriac is just start cutting them up if from we, the inside. If we have granted that <laughs> yeah. he's as microscopic as it seems like he is, it's probably not such a big deal. But yeah, I mean, at a point, like tearing a million tiny little holes yeah. is at least going to confuse your immune system because it's going to be all over the place. But oh. oh my god, the fact that they weren't showing an immune system trying to fuck yeah, his ass up. Right. I, I actually like, I swear, it's funny. My, like, totally, like, misremembering this movie. I swear there was something about that in this movie, like, having to fight with the immune system. And it's like, am I thinking of an... Is there another shrunk down inside a body movie? Because I always thought this was the one, but, like, that's not in this movie. So, I don't know. don't know what I'm thinking of. Maybe I just imagined it because it makes sense that that would happen. But... I mean, I like to think, like, get, like, a old-fashioned actor to play one of them like uh fucking clint eastward would or that one dude from batman 89 yeah, yeah. i never remember his name jack Grissom or whatever or polance i don't yeah know. get yeah. him in there yeah <laughs> just he's just covered in just white slime but it's his face <laughs> just coming you know is with the Many things, as many crazy things as this movie already leaned into, I think you get away with that, honestly. Like, that that just would be like, I think by the time people got to that point in the movie, they'd be like, oh, yeah, of course, it's got, he's got the Jack Palance immune system. That's, uh, so. <laughs> Jack, he's got range. <laughs> <laughs> he's done it all. He can do it all. Uh, um, it, it, speaking of, like, kind of the wackiness of this movie and kind of the places it goes and how very 80s it is, this movie is much more fun because it embraces its nature, but there are some similarities to the things we didn't like about Splash in this movie. Um, but this... Yeah. I don't know what it is about it, but this one does does it in a better way where it's... it's tol- Maybe it's just because it, it's very self-aware. It knows what it is from the get-go, and it's not trying to be two different things. <laughs> I think splash had a personality crisis because there's a lot of similarities in like the style of humor that they attempt and like um you know the chase kind of element of the film and such um that did not work in that film it works much better here uh yeah yeah i think so um and i think the the setting is is different you know splash was about putting a mermaid into a non- mermaid setting right yeah and this is you know on dry land and this is about going into the body so you have you're you're doing a little more world building even Mm -hmm. though it's a human body because you're seeing it all from this like microscopic level and everything you know looks big and cool Mm -hmm. um i think that i think that kind of is more intriguing you know it's not a fish out of water water story it's a human i like the the boston accent for a brief moment I didn't, mean that. Fish out of water. <laughs> I didn't mean that actually um yeah no it, instead of the fish out of water which of course we said numerous times while we're viewing splash um this is the opposite <laughs> well you, you know, know there there's similarities of like dark context that like i like like first off that one fucking like terminator like villain that they have which is clearly yeah. an older man with dyed black hair yeah. <laughs> um with the fucking random robot hand which at one point where he's hooking up with the evil woman and he totally put on a vibrator mm-hmm. <laughs> like that yeah, was that. hardcore what they they did i yeah and i thought that was a kick but what i was going to lean to, towards is the dark part of where 
he gets shrunken down, thrown in Martin Short's body, and then he and Quaid duke it out in the stomach, and then he totally gets fucking digested and shit. And he's like, yeah, hey, just so you know, there's a little dead guy inside your body now. We're cool? Yeah. Yeah. That was... <laughs> um, Like, that's a dark concept. It's like, I hope I can yeah, pass and I totally even forgot yeah. to talk about Vernon Wells as... as what was his name? Mr. I... E- Igo, ego, Mister. Yeah, Igor. Yeah, something like I, that. I, yeah, um, something like that. Yeah, he he's quite a hilarious character as well uh, throughout this movie. Um, and yeah, to see see them have a little fight scene inside the body is pretty fun. It, in the most ridiculous way, but it, like I said, by that point of the movie, if you're on board with this thing, still, it's all just it's all just in good fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is very much fun i'm not i am not griping on it it does it just i was just the the psychological the realistic like horrors of the idea of like oh there's a dead body yeah, inside it's like <laughs> like which they kind of lean towards earlier yeah. in the in there like when you think about it it's not much that different than like the dead uh, skin or you know body cells you're shedding all the time if it's at that microscopic level so yeah I feel like yeah. you would you would accidentally eat Ant Man and find a chill way to. <laughs> well, he was it. really tiny. I mean, it's not a big. <laughs> not my fault. Sorry, he was Paul tiny. Rudd. Yeah, he should have been um... so tiny. <laughs> but yeah, Joe's this fault. is Joe's chance to kill Paul Rudd. Yeah, just shoot yeah. him down and eat him. Well, now I mean... that we're gonna kill Paul Rudd. No, <laughs> don't not say that we're gonna. Right now, no. Um, but uh, there, incriminating so evidence. What do you What do you think? Do we have any uh, final thoughts and a grade for Inner Space? I hate to pick on anybody, but does Meg Ryan kind of suck in everything she's in? Like that's kind uh, of. <laughs> yeah, I mean she's fine. She's not really that bad. I'm being a little hard on her, but it's, she's just kind of like I don't know. I remember there being just Mad TV parodies same. of Meg Ryan. Played by yeah. the cast, that seemed pretty fucking accurate. Yeah. To like yeah. Meg Ryan as, uh, yeah. I mean, what was the last Meg Ryan thing that you saw? Oh, yeah, it's been a long time. I don't know. I think it's been a couple decades. Yeah, I don't think she's the last she thing that I knew anymore? of that like, she I don't did. Think she's even active anymore? I could be wrong. Um, I mean, I guess. Well, last movie she was in was 2015. Last TV show, 2015. No, I guess not. Yeah. I guess she just isn't anymore, which is cool. Like, maybe she's... Yeah, I mean, that's fine. It's, uh... Yeah, she might just be kind of done. Or she's doing... I don't know. I'm looking for, like, other things that I've seen that she's done, and it was... Yeah, not much. But that's cool, you know? Yeah. Enjoy your life. You made a bank. Go <laughs> enjoy it. You know, <laughs> it's less Meg Ryan we have to watch in movies. So, oh, that's mean. Because <laughs> she's not really that bad. It's just like, yeah, it does. I guess she's directing stuff, or was for a while. Oh gosh, yeah. We can choose whether or not to leave in the diss on Meg Ryan segment of this episode, I suppose. <laughs> well, no, you know, she, you know what? Her and Dennis Quaid met on the set of Inner Space and they got married in 1991 and then divorced in 2001. We can end on that. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> Dennis Quaid is going to Dennis Quaid. 
It turns yeah. out that character wasn't too far off from the truth, huh, was he? Yeah, I mean, from what I know about Dennis Quaid, I think you're right, so. <laughs> Gosh, we're shit-talking um, everyone like we know, anyway. But Martin Short was pl- was just pleasant. Yes. He's always wholesome. He's always, He's yeah, great. always has been. It's, uh... And I think he, you know what, he was kind of the Jim Carrey of his time with the whole, like, full-body comedy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh... And so it, it works, I think, well in this. Holy shit, can you imagine if they made a 90s, like, sequel? Ugger sequel in the 90s with Jim Carrey? Oh, God, I imagine him doing, like, 90% of the stuff that he did in Me, Myself, and Irene. Dude, his facial transformations would just be his actual face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ace Ventura meets Inner Space. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Talking out of his ass would be a whole new fucking thing. Yeah. There'd be an actual speaker coming out of it. Well, it's okay. He did note. Internal Sunshine. It's kind of like the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Do we have any final <laughs> thoughts on Titanic? Uh, grades on uh, Inner Space? Are we ready to do that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is another Not one that, quickly, like, I, yes. I remember <laughs> seeing when. Uh, you know, I was really little. Like, uh, yeah, again, this came out in what eighty seven. Is that what we said? Yes, nineteen eighty seven. Yep. Yeah. So I would have been six years old when it came out, and probably saw it in eighty eight or eighty nine. Right. Um, and our it, it has some memories. You know, like I said before, like the shape of the ship, the fact that Dennis Quaid, and Martin Short were in it. I remembered. I forgot Meg Ryan was in this. Um. And I remember Picardo's face, but kind of forgot that was Robert Picardo. Mm. <laughs> um, and I remember those those kind of scenes. And uh, I think I remember the poster for it a lot. But yeah, I had to be really young. And this was one, unlike my science project, this was one going back that at least I found the, the, the story and the film a little more fun. It very much feels like a Joe Dante movie. Um. Like, it's definitely more comedy, but it feels like a Joe Dante movie. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I once the once the Sam Cooke song Cupid started playing, which I wanted to bring up earlier, but I forgot. Um, no, that's kind of a... Once again, here's this kind of 80s, and let's bring back the 50s music. Mm-hmm. 50s and 60s music. Yeah, it was a big theme that we, we talked about that last week with My Science Project and these like constant references to the 50s and 60s. Um, once again here... And I don't know. I mean, this one is more, it's got many flaws, but overall, I think this one was kind of fun. And I, I feel like it's an unappreciated gem, maybe not as bright as some could be, but still unappreciated for what it is. I'm actually going to give this one a B minus. Cool. Ryan, what, what do you think? It's kind of going to be the same thing. Like uh, going into this, it's like now that the puzzle is complete, having only saw the bits like when i was younger and 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 those bits like oh hey yeah so when this was brought up i was actually kind of excited to see it and having seen it i can say yeah i mean definitely it it's fine it really is it's a it's a positive fine It, it works it's um martin short is does a great job honestly it's martin short show mm-hmm. wow martin short show hmm <laughs> Anyways, I got stuck in that fucking thing. And it's a movie about fucking shrinking down. So, I mean, the the levels, man. Bring back Dennis Hopper and his hands. The levels. <laughs> um, 
But, I mean, that would have been a better movie. Throw out Dennis Quaid, throw fucking Dennis Hopper in there. It turns out it's a fucking Link from the previous movie. He's still fucking doing the oxygen. You're low on oxygen. <laughs> I don't think I am. <laughs> I brought my own supply. <laughs> oh, this one's nitrous. <laughs> Whatever works, man. That's my best Dennis Hopper. <laughs> uh, Not bad. Well, thank you. It's all about okay, passable impressions tonight. Uh, no, I actually am with Joe. I'm this. I'm gonna give this one a B. Actually, I I, mm. I I kind of enjoyed it a little bit. It's a solid B movie. There you um, go. Yeah. So that's me. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty unanimous. I think this is a. Besides being kind of shocked at how like little of this I actually remembered and how different of a movie it really uh, is. Pun. From, yeah. Sorry. Um, I think, yeah, by the time I settled in for what this was really all about, I don't know, it's just a fun kind of quirky 80s movie. Uh, I don't know if you could make this exact same movie now in any way, shape, or form, at least not with the same script and, like, have this, like, you know, have it all, uh, have it work as well as it works in this movie. I think, uh, a lot of... Joe Dante gives uh, Steven Spielberg a lot of credit as a producer uh, for letting him kind of, you know, make a wacky movie like this and uh, said that Spielberg was somebody who got in between him and the studio and was very filmmaker friendly. And um, so we, we may owe this uh, the success of this film to, you know, Spielberg kind of letting Joe Dante do his own thing with the movie and um, uh, the screenwriter as well. I think they both knew it. Uh, Sorry, I'm missing it. Jeffrey Bohm wrote the script. And uh, having just kind of took the training wheels off of this thing and let it go its own way. And I think that's what makes this movie. If you if you really tried to make this believable or into what you know the original um, writer had in mind of it being kind of a serious thriller, I think this thing's a total bomb. But in its, in its form with kind of the charisma of Martin Short and... Um, you know, it, it, it totally works. It's actually a pretty funny movie. It's likable. It's it's light eighty quirky eighties entertainment. Uh and the effects are good. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what more you can ask for from a, you know, kind of summer popcorn movie from nineteen eighty seven. I think this does the trick. Uh it's not perfect. Um there are some weak links here and there. It's uh especially the miniaturization of the villains uh effects although that actually ends up being pretty hilarious so I'll, i won't even call that too big of a it, it, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i'm gonna land right about the same place you guys did i think i'm gonna give it a b minus but uh the minus is only because it's um you know some of some of its datedness but um in general i i i did enjoy this one and it was uh interesting to revisit a movie that i have such distinct memories of some scenes but just don't have a memory of what it was all about so Second week in a row that's happened. Well, we would love to hear what any of our listeners' thoughts are on Inner Space or My Science Project or any of the other movies that we've talked about in reference to these. Uh, please send any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junkier Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod, as well as the Video Junkier Podcast page on Facebook. If you write it, we'll read it, and we would love to hear from you. And if you like what you hear, um, we invite you over to patreon.com slash videojunkyardpodcast uh, where you can uh, have the opportunity to help us create this podcast by donating a dollar or two. Um, with that donation, you will be 
you will have access to a bunch of exclusive content, uh, you know, extras. Uh, we always talk about every day, like, oh, these conversations we were having before we were started recording. Well, we actually are recording that stuff, and some of it is available uh, to you, the Patreon subscriber, if uh, you do make that $2 donation. Everything we do collect via the Patreon page does go straight back into producing the podcast. Uh, so if you like what you hear, please go check that out. And we hope you will join you in the join us in the coming weeks. We got a couple of uh, comedies coming up. We're gonna look at Dirty Work, PCU. We got some Nick Cage films. We're gonna dip back into the '80s sci-fi, watch some kung fu movies. Lots of good stuff coming up on the co- on the podcast in the coming weeks. And uh, we would love to have you back with us. We want to thank you once again for joining us on the Video Junkier podcast. And if you've enjoyed it, which I'm sure you have, uh, please be sure to subscribe and share. And until next time, this is the Video Junkier podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Sexco. Zoning out. I mean, bye. Don't do that. I was just kidding. Please come away. Listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast. On Twitter at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard? <laughs>